0: episode 90 I thought we'd make this one a little bit uh, a little bit unique a little bit unique let's uh, stick to just the NFL I mean NFL starting this this week really this Thursday uh, opening game first Thursday night football game so you know it's, it's a little little tidbit of information for those who uh, really big football fans but I mean before that as always Barnsley we were a little bit talking off air enjoying a nice trip. Uh, to the Midwest of Canada, but, um, what's, uh, what's new with you? What's going on?
1: Yeah. You know, going, uh, going to visit, you know, our, the, the podcast biggest fan,
0: uh,
1: (laughs) out in Fort McMurray. Um, yeah, you know, we're still working on the golf game now. Now I got something to train for, you know, part of that trip is a golf tournament. Um, that's the smallest portion, but it is in there got to get the uh got to get the game elevated got to get it to another level um it hasn't been hasn't been great you know we we hit 77 a couple times a few weeks ago and then it's kind of regressed um and jack i uh i think i told you about the the PGA experience i had mm-hmm. um that thing was ridiculous it uh it was a course that held uh the air canada open from like 96 to 2003 um so they do this little throwback every year where they pick one of the years uh that the tournament ran and then they recreate the entire tournament on uh, on the course so you'll get the same uh, t boxes that they use they put the pull all the signage up uh, and put that out uh they got the driving range set up so you know they got pro guys names out there so you got a sign that says like tiger woods is stall. Um, so that, that was pretty fun, and then yeah, the greens they got running quick. They got the same pin placements. Um, so I found out that I could never play on the PGA Tour. Uh, last week, uh, just, I shot just a- last
0: weekend taught you that's that's what yeah. you yeah. yeah okay okay
1: yeah <laughs> hey I mean I mean I shot a 94 so like we weren't we weren't absolutely atrocious but uh the bogey par start that I got off to on the first two holes really gave me a false sense of confidence. Um. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just a, a decent amateur golfer from the you know blue or white tees.
0: Well, golf is always a, a humbling sport in my history of playing in tournaments. Which will, if you are mid of a fan of golfing in terms of playing and and following and and watching, but then you start playing in tournaments, it won't go well. You have to love it for it to be fun. Um, that's just my experience with it. Just because it, it's a different type of game, and it's golfers are when not playing for, it's not, it's not money, but like I'd say like strokes and competition. That way, it can get intense, like not in a fun way, for for my experience. Yeah, but when you're I playing mean, with right, like for money, it can be a little bit more relaxed. But the tournament play, you run into is just some some. St- sticklers and it's just like there's kind of the old heads right who really value tradition when it comes to golf and to me they're not fun
1: um yeah i mean this this is like a like a fundraiser right, tournament sort of thing yeah so, so it's, it's a little bit
0: different with you but with yeah, with your um, that yeah that experience but i mean playing in those tournaments and running into guys where again, this isn't everyone for sure, but this is some and they're out there and they're not really going away from, from my experience, but yeah, it's uh, the Stiflers aren't fun, but uh stickler, sorry, Stifler is fun, but sticklers aren't fun, but yeah, it's um, golf, golf tournament play is always f- interesting, always entertaining, whether you're playing or watching.
1: Now, speaking of entertaining, we've watched the preseason. It's come and gone. Now we get a week off from football. We got a week to, you know, hammer out our fantasy drafts, think about predictions, analyze everybody on the fifty-three man roster, and then go into the season with a bang. On uh, I believe it's September seventh will be the uh, the first game of the year. We got the Chiefs, the Lions. That's one that, you know, I think that's going to be a sneaky good game. Um, I think it's actually going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Um, but Jack, where do you want to start in terms of our uh, our entire episode of NFL, NFL preview?
0: I think I think we should save the, the most fun for last. We'll save that AFC East for last and we'll do um, NFC. We'll start with the NFC and why don't we just start with uh the NFC West, the, the West Coast teams, the California teams and and start there. But yeah, what's um you know what? The safe to say the forty ers depending doesn't doesn't really matter who they really have a quarterback there to start the season. They'll they'll remain competitive and dominant and I have them finishing first. What is your kind of prediction with them? In first in that division. That's
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. Um it, I I I'm fairly certain it is going to be brock purdy um he, he played every preseason game um so as far yeah, as so i'm gonna roll with him yeah I, okay. I think it's gonna be him um obviously darnold's too i think them knowing that purdy's healthy is what led to the the trey lance trade um but man like i i honestly think that if they threw one of us back there they wouldn't go zero 17 like that's just how good this offense is um, you've got the best left tackle in the NFL. You've got the third best tight end in the NFL. You've got Debo Samuel, who's one of the best playmaking wide receivers in the NFL. Probably the number one gadget guy, I'd say him, DJ Moore. Um, and then, in in my opinion, you've got the best running back in the NFL. Yeah, see McCaffrey, yeah. dual so, threat. Too. Yeah, and then you look at the defense, and that defensive front is just ridiculous as long as bosa can stay healthy and and, you know everything goes well fred warner is the best middle linebacker in the nfl which i don't think we spend enough time on the fact that like they seamlessly went from um patrick willis to navarro bowman I can't remember who was in there b- before Fred Warner, but like that's it near be, bad though, so it doesn't really. It, it's it. like a seamless handoff of like one guy to the next. They had they had the one guy who retired in like his second season. Um, I I don't know if that's ringing any bells for you. I just no, can't remember his name. I never
0: watched the 49ers growing up, so.
1: <laughs> but like it's it's just it's so ridiculous how good that team is going to be. Um and i like i i think the the floor for them is like 12 wins
0: yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty ambitious with them as well kind of following with your footsteps you're, you're looking over those teams and statistically with how they finished last year not losing anyone big right they're going to replicate that success and just again like with them it was staying healthy right and that's you know that's it's an interesting because you see some teams run into that circumstance of like, oh, it's a bad year, right? But with the 49ers, they're kind of, they're kind of always injured to a degree. They're always missing guys here and yeah, there. So of
1: any team in the NFL, like I'd, I'd say they probably they've got to be top five in man games lost.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's it's um, without knowing the the statistics and bringing up data, but they're a team that's always looking like they're featuring one key player out per game. And they've still managed to have. But
1: hey, I mean, they've gotten used to it to the point that, yeah, like you said, they're used to it. They know how to how to adapt. They've got that. I think they've got that, you know, Patriots mindset of next man up. Um, And it just, hey, it's working for them. Um, Let's just hope that, you know, through the NFC championship game, um, all their quarterbacks or at least one quarterback can stay healthy
0: absolutely where do you um see the remaining division or remaining division remaining teams in that division uh stand
1: um i i think it ends up playing out seattle rams cardinals um the the cardinals might be the first team to go oh and 17 um like that they're just a complete dumpster fire i think where it gets interesting is the seahawks and rams conversation um I don't know how much I believe in the Seahawks offense. Um, it's going to be interesting. And to Gino, again? Yeah, the first three weeks and see how Gino plays. Um, obviously, Jackson Smith Najigba. Um, I think he fractured his wrist. Um, or has a hairline fracture, so I think he's going to miss the first three or four weeks. Um, that would just be my guess. I'd be very surprised if, you know. Knowing that they have Metcalf and Lockett, they try to rush the guy that they just spent a first round pick on to come back. Um the backfield with uh um Charbonneau and uh Walker. Is that what the other guy's name is?
0: Yep, Kenneth Walker the third.
1: Yeah. Um I think that's DJ be Dallas
0: fun. played a little bit last year too.
1: Yeah. Nice nice third guy to have. <laughs> um the offensive line is is it seems like it's always a bit of a question in Seattle. I I think where it comes in is that defense is going to be good. Um the secondary with Diggs, Woolen, um now you add uh Witherspoon, that's going to be phenomenal. And then it, it you bring Bobby Wagner back, um, at middle linebacker, you know, he's not as effective as he was, but the guy was a second team All-Pro last year. Um, and they you know, get a
0: back he, a guy that you think is incredibly overrated, but still, you know, still is a safety in the NFL and oh,
1: Sack Boy, <laughs> Jamal Adams, they'll,
0: they'll get him back for a full year, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a team in which rebuilt offensively right after moving on from Russell Wilson and what have you there. But yeah, I'm like you, I got the Rams uh, following Seattle and in between Arizona. Um, Arizona's injured, a team that's trying to find an identity, just a team that's, yeah. <laughs> that really, the whole experiment with um, the, with the head coach he of Drone Blake.
1: Cliff Kingsbury didn't work. Cliff, yeah, it didn't, didn't work. Now you're, you're, you're selling things for free. Like, you release DeAndre Hopkins, you get nothing back. You trade Isaiah Simmons, who, to my understanding, has been very good within his first two years. Like, that's a guy who was the eighth overall pick two seasons ago. Um. So you trade him for a seventh-round pick, like, that's just confusing. Buda Baker is bound to get traded for nothing more than a third-round pick at this point. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, lucky for them, like, they very well could end up with two of the top three picks in the NFL draft next year. And, you know, if that's the case, suddenly you're looking at Caleb Williams and one of Brock Bowers or um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, if you bring those two guys, like... That's what I do in Madden 24. Create a franchise, you know. You just import the draft class that somebody made, and you suck, and then you get those two guys on your team. But it's it's ridiculous. I think where it gets interesting in that division is the Rams. Um, I think with Matthew Stafford coming back, Cooper Cup being healthy, Aaron Donald being healthy, like I I know that they didn't have any draft picks last year, and the first draft pick they had was like the fifth round or whatever, but that team like they won a super bowl Matthew Stafford is still a quality quarterback Cooper Cup is still a top five wide receiver Aaron Donald is still arguably the most dominant defensive player in the NFL um obviously Jalen Ramsey's no longer there but I wouldn't count out Sean McVay um I think that's a team that could surprise a lot of people because i think a lot of people have them written off and think that they're going to go five and twelve
0: and uh, you know whether you're you're following in the fantasy football world but it appears as if there's a commitment to cam makers in that run game this year right we're going into last year There was that same thing and then week one what he didn't even touch the field and it's, a, it's a guy that is the owners
1: i'm un- <laughs> happy with that one
0: it was pretty entertaining to see the uh, the backlash on on that space, but I mean he's he's a late second round pick. I mean that's a that's high end draft capital on a running back, but I mean the expectation is that he's going to be a this guy is solid, and if the Rams use him, right, it could be could be um, and go successful. Could be the reason maybe they catch Seattle for the second spot in the division, or you know like we kind of said they fall back to third again.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm looking through their roster. I they got Royce Freeman's the only other running back I've heard of um that's currently on their roster. So I I think it's a hundred percent Cam Akers. Absolutely no question about it. He's getting every opportunity he wants to uh to take that lead spot and uh you know be the driving force behind that offense.
0: Yeah, I mean it really is 49ers finish first and then kind of fall with the rest. or right? And Arizona finishes fourth. But I mean, I wouldn't say that's really that consistent for the NFC South. We have four teams that are really all crap <laughs> and, are, and are all rebuilding to what they wanted to be around f- between two to six years ago.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I actually am very intrigued by the Falcons in this division.
0: I, I can not see any team finishing first and any team finishing last. I could see the same team go either way. Like I truly feel like this is one game above 500 could, could, lead, could win the division.
1: So I, I think that's where you lose me a little bit. Um, I think Atlanta's pretty secure to finish in first. I think Tampa Bay is pretty secure to finish in last. And then I think it just comes down to how good are the are the Saints and the Panthers. With Atlanta, I mean, I th- like the weapons that that offense has is absolutely ridiculous. Like Drake London could be a phenomenal wide receiver in the NFL. Kyle Pitts is bound to have a bounce back year after last year. Last whole career, two years he's been absolutely phenomenal. If you look at the track record of running backs who've been taken in the top ten over the last, you know, eight years, like every one of them has been productive right off the bat. Um, Desmond Ritter is the big question mark, and at quarterback, it's not where you want to have the big question mark on your team. But you know what? In the showings that he had last year, he wasn't terrible. He knows how to take care of the ball. Um, I think they should be able to have a little bit of a run-and-gun offense there. You know, he does provide some mobility um, at quarterback. And it should be a fun team to watch. You know, Algier, Cordell Patterson coming out of the backfield as well. It's going to be interesting to see if Cordell Patterson gets moved back to more of a wide receiver uh, than a running than the running back. that, that we've seen Yeah, he wouldn't, a couple wouldn't of years. be
0: thrown in that spot.
1: Yeah, it it just doesn't make sense to have all three of those guys. But man, like I'm I'm genuinely excited to watch that team and see how they turn out. Uh, the defense should be solid. Um they brought in Jesse Bates at safety. Uh they traded for Jeff Okuda, um who's another guy that, you know, it's a guy who was the what number 2 number 3 overall pick like 3 three seasons ago, get dumped for a 5th round pick or whatever. So I, I think the Falcons are actually going to end up being like 10 and
0: seven. Um,
1: yeah, I, I'm a big believer in them. And then I think it, yeah, it, it comes down to the saints and the Panthers battling it out for two and three there. I think, um, I'd probably give it to the saints just because I believe more in Derek Carr to guide a team to success rather than Bryce young. Um, also, Carolina's offense sucks.
0: And then they lost uh, DJ Moore, too. So
1: They lost DJ Moore. It looks like uh, Chark's going to be out for the year. So they're going into a season. I think it's Jonathan Mingo's their number one wide receiver. You got Thielen, who I think Thielen's going to be a really good option for Bryce Young to be able to throw the ball to. Um, I think he's going to be able to sit in the slot. Um, and just be a nice, safe pair of veteran hands where I, I think Dylan's actually going to end up with around 850, 900 yards. Um, it's just like the running backs. Yeah. You know, Miles Sanders and Chubba Hubbard, um, historically. I Carolina like Sanders.
0: Has, Sanders will I, be good. Uh,
1: Sanders took too many touchdowns away from Jalen hurts in my fantasy polls last year. Um, I, I don't like Miles Sanders, but, uh, I just I they do have Brian Burns they've got some nice pieces with Brian Burns and JC Horn. Uh I think Jeremy Chin's there um on the defense. Like it they've got some nice young pieces. I just I don't think the quality is there across the board for them to really be competitive. I see them going six and ten and I think uh the Saints are scratching around nine and eight or eight and nine.
0: Yeah, I think I think you and I might disagree on that one. I felt that their their defense last year put them in games like they were consistently competitive, and the poor QB play right is what led to their downfall. And and I mean, what they were able to do without CMC was was pretty pretty impressive. When everyone thought that once that trade was finalized and sent through, that they were just going to lose every single game following that. But um, I mean, they, they brought in uh, Cheneau Junior right he he had a 2 years ago now right he had a pro, he had a promising start to the career um like i like you i like what you said about Thielen. in fact they'll be pretty good um he didn't another guy uh fresh his first year was strong right didn't really fit in atlanta couldn't really get things going there and then may, maybe this carolina situation will be a better fit for him, but
1: he's a guy who's like he, he's never really been like the sole piece, right? Like, he was in Baltimore, mm-hmm. I think he was a first round pick in Baltimore, and then Mark Andrews comes along, you know, secondly, he's second or third fiddle. He goes to Atlanta, you know, he's playing second fiddle behind Kyle Pitts, who's you know, a generational prospect at the tight end position. Um, he he should, I think, he should have a pretty solid season, um, in Carolina, especially being you know, I think. The veteran guys tend to get a lot more action when you have a rookie come in, um, just because you know you're looking. If you're a quarterback and you know you've never played in the NFL before, you're probably looking to throw to the options who've you know been around the block a couple of times.
0: Yeah, it gives it. it is, he's, if if he's able to build that that uh, relationship with with um, young, right, that could lead to something great. But yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing too with with what we've often talked about with rookies. It's some guys they start swimming right away when they get thrown in the situation. Other guys sink, right? And that that whole division could be, each team could be a sink or swim, right? Maybe not Atlanta for you, but it's uh, it's going to be entertaining to see what whatever happens. But another division that is kind of depending on who you ask, very up in the air, and that is the NFC North. Um, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago. Some have that order going. Others have Minnesota finishing first. Others have Chicago finishing first. But one thing we can agree on is that Green Bay will not be anywhere near where they were last year. Um, Sorry, Zane. Um, But, yeah, I mean, what what do you kind of take? I mean, Green Bay didn't really lose too much besides the Hall of Fame quarterback of Aaron Rodgers. Um, Some people are – bullish on Jordan love and I, the guy's ready to, to be the man. And some are even saying the fall off from Rogers to love isn't as big as everyone's talking about, but what do you make of that division? And do you believe the hype with Detroit?
1: Oh, I am. I am big on the hype for Detroit. You're buying the
0: hype on Detroit. All right?
1: I, I am a big fan of Detroit. Um, I'm also a big fan of the Chicago bears. Um, I am not a fan of the Vikings and the Packers though. Um, Yeah, the way I see it, I I got this one playing out. I got Lions, uh, Bears, Vikings, Packers. I got that. That's that's the way I see it going. Um, Again, mark my words. I think the Lions are going to make week one against the Chiefs very close. Um, I think it's going to be within five points. And quite frankly, I would not be surprised if the Lions pull off that upset uh, week one. But I just, I think... What they've done i I just think I don't see a world where Dan Campbell doesn't have that team amped and ready to go for this season, um
0: eating ankles and
1: oh, smashing
0: yeah. kneecaps and yeah
1: like i I'm a big believer in the rebirth of Jared Goff. I think amon Ross St Brown is absolutely phenomenal um i to the point that I think he's pretty firmly a top ten wide receiver in the n f l at this point. Um, you know, when you take a a running back as high as they did, I think you have to think that that guy's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with in your backfield. Um, the offensive line is in a very good spot. Uh it just comes down to the defense and last year the defense was absolutely horrendous. Um and that's part of the reason why they're so fun to watch Because, you know that they got a high flying offense you know the defense was only going to be on the field 3 minutes one way or the other. Um I'm 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 a big believer in uh in what they've got going. I think the uh I think it was Jack Campbell was their first round pick at middle linebacker. Uh, I think a lot of people saw him as a reach. He he looked very good in preseason. I think he's going to be come in and and be a nice force to have in the middle of your defense. And man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm seeing 10 and seven for, uh, for the lions and, and a win in that division.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've I've been watching the quarterback on Netflix and seeing Kirk cousins and, and what he can do with that team and that offense. And maybe another year with the, with the head coach could lead to something. Um, I don't know. They they lost a lot in terms of their star running back uh ass, assets on the defensive end and defensive unit, but I mean I I'll, I'm with you. I it hurts me, but I'm buying the Detroit hype. I, I got them finishing first, Minnesota second, Chicago third and Green Bay fourth. I really feel like the it'll be like a one-win difference between Minnesota and Chicago. Like it's going to be neck and neck from start to finish. And I just got more confidence in Kirk and it's it's pretty hard to to bet against Justin Jefferson. I mean, that guy's got the physical capabilities of winning a game for you. So I won't won't uh, won't disregard that. But I mean, that's another division where I could see second and third flipping. I'm more than happy to to see that and say that. But yeah, I mean, Detroit's a lock for first, and then Green Bay is a lock for fourth.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I I think I'm a little bit higher on Chicago just because. I think they've started to put together an offense that fits Justin Fields very well. Um, I think bringing in DJ Moore fits them perfectly. It gives them that gadget player that they need to go with the you know the gadget quarterback that they've got there. Um, the rushing attack is questionable. I think that's a team that's high on the list in terms of who brings in Jonathan Taylor. Um, and if they do, I think that's a a whole new conversation we have to have uh, in terms of how good that team would be. Um, but again, it hasn't happened. We're not going to talk about it. Um, it, it. That's another team that, just like Detroit, it, it, it's going to come down to their defense. Um, Minnesota's a team that a little bit more, you know what you're going to get with that defense. Um, my thing with Minnesota is I just, I think the, Loss of Dalvin Cook and replacing him with Alexander Madison is going to have more of an effect than people think. Um, also, losing Adam Thielen. Um, uh, the
0: Thielen, yeah, obviously Cook's huge, but I really, even though Thielen was regressing and was kind of being phased out he, of the he's plan, still
1: a great presence to he's have. Still there. good, yeah. Like yeah, he was still a seven or eight hundred yard receiver last year. Like I, I know that a lot of people are high on KJ Osborne and you know they think he's going to do great things. And you know what he, he looked, he looked great. That's good. In yeah, games last good. year. Um, but it's just it's going to be interesting when he's drawing more coverage as the number two guy versus being the number three guy. You know, maybe being able to sneak into some favorable matchups for himself. Um, obviously they do also have TJ Hawkinson. They get him for a full year rather than having him for half the year. He was very productive, and I think that's a big reason why they felt like, you know, they could let Thielen walk, um, and be okay. Madison didn't look phenomenal when he needed to fill in for Dalvin Cook. It's going to be interesting to see what a full season of that looks like.
0: And then, would you be totally surprised if they just go to the air game by oh, week no, seven? Not at all. Like right they're just, Kirk's throwing 35 times a game and Jefferson's catching eight of them. <laughs> yeah, like it, that's just because yeah, be maybe the Madison didn't
1: work. So, and I think that's a team that you know I to a point they're kind of built like that like you know Kirk is as pocket passers you get in the <laughs> NFL at this point probably um, the
0: closest thing to Tom Brady in modern day football but
1: yeah yeah in terms of like just solely based on how they play um, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah yeah no mobility um, smart guy in the pocket but uh, yeah it's that, that's gonna be a I think that and the South, in my opinion, will be the two the two divisions to really keep an eye on in terms of like their true competitiveness throughout the season in the mm-hmm. NFC.
0: Those rivalries are all just going to be fueled again and going to be better than ever. But I mean, talk about a division with rivalry. I really, I really wanted to see Dallas fall down the the standings. I wanted to put the Giants ahead of them. But just looking at the Giants' receiving court. Even adding Waller. I, I like that. And I like I, I've listened to a podcast with him on the pivot with um those guys. It's incredible. Waller's a very interesting guy and a great story. So everyone check someone out there. But I just Dallas is still two after Philly. Um Giants are third in Washington. Um, you know what? Like I, I don't I don't really buy what's going on there. Things really haven't progressed well. We're really looking at Chase Young on the defensive end, but I mean Sam Howell, who had an incredible career at UNC. You know, who knew UNC was such a football program? But and that's the guy they're rolling with. But I mean, what what are your plans for the NFC East?
1: I I am trying to get a grasp on why people think that the Eagles are going to regress.
0: I don't I, I don't that's, physically see that's, how that. That's, I don't see that's that. all i see.
1: is I I ever everything I see is like oh you know they're going to be challenged by the Cowboys and you know I understand that. You know, Cooper Rush started, what, four or five games for the Cowboys last year. Um, he also went undefeated, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. As the he did, yeah, so, he like, did. I don't I don't know where people think that, you know, the Cowboys are just suddenly going to get better. Like, I think last year they were about as good as they could be. Um, like, don't get me wrong, I like the add of Brandon Cooks for them. I think that's a very good number two receiver behind yeah, that's a good fit.
0: Yeah, it's a good fit
1: but like you also lost Dalton Schultz and then you lost Zeke. And I think a lot of people are like, Oh, Zeke wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, he's still a presence to have in your backfield. Like Tony Pollard has never gone into a season as the sole guy. Um, like last year, they were still running a platoon backfield with, with both of those guys. So that it's going to be interesting to see how he managed that, manages that workload. um, but I just I don't understand where where they think that the Eagles are gonna come back to Earth. Like Jalen Hurts is a year better. He's had the experience in the playoffs now. They've still got quite frankly probably the best receiving core in the NFL. Um you've still got Dallas Goddard, who is a very good tight end. Um you've still got like they you bring in Smith. They bring in yeah, um, Rashad Penny. They bring in, like you said, Swift. Like I just, I, I don't get. It. I would love to see the Taylor Swift combo in the backfield. I don't think that's, you know, really that legitimate um, for Jonathan Taylor to go to. Although, you know, maybe Nick Sirianni's like, hey, why don't we just get better? Um, the offensive line is still. A top five unit in the NFL like nobody's touching Jalen Hurts um and the defense is still solid like it's it's not going to be a defense that you know it it's not going to be like some of the defenses we see in the AFC East um it's probably not going to be as good as the Cowboys but when your offense is that good your defense doesn't need to be number one so I I just don't understand where it's coming from. I still think that the Eagles go 13 and 4 or 14 and 3. Like I think they've got the stranglehold on the number 1 spot in that division unless, you know, God forbid Jalen Hurts gets hurt again. I I just don't see that happening and then I think um Dallas is number 2. I just I don't think Dak Prescott's a good enough quarterback to lead that team to to a division win.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I'll, I'll I'll buy that, and I also think the the combination of how the tools fit in Philly just simply Dak would have to be so much better than Hertz, and for what we've seen so far, more specifically last year, Hertz just looks like he's outplaying Dak every time they match up, as well as um games in general. But I mean, that's kind of so that division is going to run it back. And that's what I'm really seeing with the AFC West as well. I don't envision any change. I mean, the Sean Payton impact, I think, will be good. I think Denver will be less shit. <laughs> I think, um, but with KC first, Chargers second, Vegas third, and then um, Denver fourth. But I, I really, th- I never want anyone to get fired. That's truly a horrible thing to wish upon someone. But when you look at that Chargers team offense and defense you've made you've heard my stance on Staley I do not I'm not a fan of him I am swayed because I've lost not a lot of money but I've lost probably a hundred hundred bucks off of Chargers bets but I just that team should be so much better than they are you should have at least more playoff appearances than they've had in the past past three years or really the Herbert experience but it's a team that consistently loses tight games loses off one play and despite having an incredible good team. Um, What what is your take on the AFC West?
1: Every year I go into the season, I'm like, I want, I want this to be the year for the Chargers. You know how I feel about Justin Herbert. I just like, I can't, I can't do. I, I don't think the chiefs are going to be as good as they were last year. Um, Like, you're going into a season with Kadarius Toney as your number one wide receiver. The Giants tried that too. It didn't work. (laughs) Like, I I understand, like, you've got Travis Kelsey, and yes. Do I take Travis Kelsey first overall in fantasy pools? I do. I'm one of those people. I just don't think that you can only have one weapon to throw the ball to. Like, you've got, your receiving core is Marquez Valdez-Scandling, Kadarius Toney, Scott, I think I said Sky more. Maybe I didn't. And didn't, then
0: didn't like yet, but...
1: the Rice guy that they drafted. Like I, I, I just I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Like they're I think Kansas City goes eleven and six. I think they they come third in the AFC. Um, and I think the Chargers are very close on their tail. I think it comes down to the t- the games that those two teams play against each other, um, being the difference in terms of who wins and who uh, comes in second in that division. But like you said, um, I think Denver's still a bad football team. Um, that defense is good, but I don't really see that offense getting any better. Um, Russell Wilson's on the downslope. Um, like I'm I'm sure he himself will have a better year than last year because quite frankly. It would be hard to replicate that season, um, with how bad it was. But I'm not a big believer in that backfield. Like Javante Williams, I I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's going to be a 1,200 yard running back. Uh, who knows if he can stay healthy through the entire year? And I think it's just a receiving core that's that's gotten overhyped at this point. And I think people are just having a tough time realizing that you know this is how good it is.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, the, and then the, the Chargers and they're, they're the 49ers of the of the AFC, right? A team that's constantly injured and most notably Derwin James, who could be one of the best safeties in the NFL and just manages to miss time in, in games year after year. But, I mean, I still, I, I just can't, I just can't see how Mahomes just doesn't continue the great success he has and they remain the top of the AFC West, but it's a team, and it's a they're just they're just gonna find ways to win week after week. Mahomes will pull a trick out of his ass, and we'll just win by ten. Right, that's the golden number. That name, that team never covers, but always wins enough to where you're like, mm, maybe they'll cover again next week. But and you go from that division with a pretty set expectation to the AFC South. Where an argument could be made for three teams in the division trying to um, lose, you have Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee, Houston, and Indy. I I, I envision this the division going that way, and I feel like Jacksonville might have this division one by week twelve. I think it'll be it'll be over quick. They're just they're so solid, and, and the addition of Calvin Ridley, I think it will be huge. But what do you, what do you make of that that division?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I think Jacksonville is going to have a conservatively a top five offense in the NFL. Like, I, I think with Calvin Ridley coming back, like I, I'm sure it's going to take, you know, four or five weeks for him to get back. But then they, like, you still got Kirk there. um, You still got Evan Ingram. uh, You still got, Travis Etienne who looked phenomenal last year after having to miss his rookie season uh Trevor Lawrence last year looked like a completely different man than his first season in the NFL um you just have to think that that progression's going to continue um and then you like I I just I don't see how that team regresses from where they were last year um like I think they've gotten better um And like you said, like, I I think it's conservative to say that they run away, that they've basically got it locked up by week 12. Um, I think Tennessee is awful. Like, congrats, you brought in DeAndre Hopkins. You know who else Tennessee brought in at one point? They brought in Julio Jones. And it was like, oh, like, this is going to be huge. Like, he sucked. (laughs) <laughs> they brought in Randy Moss at one point And it was like, oh, like, Randy Moss is going to be a big player I think he had 83 yards In a Tennessee Titans jersey Like, congrats you, You've you attracted, like Ryan Tannehill is not good Malik Willis, not good Like, you've got Will Levis? Will Levis is <laughs> not going to stay in the field <laughs> <laughs> Like that, That's another thing Like, you drafted a quarterback and the guy's like your third string because they still think Malik Willis is going to do something like Malik Willis is a running back. Um, they've got Derrick Henry. I don't know why they haven't traded Derrick Henry at this point. Like at least get something for the guy. Like if if any running back going to have trade value, it's going to be Derrick Henry because there's only one of him. But it's just like, like a running back is not going to carry you to a playoff spot. It's just, it's just not going to happen like Traylon Burks. Congrats, you used a first round pick on him. The Patriots used a first round pick on Keel Harry, too. It doesn't mean they're good. Yeah. I just, like, I I, I don't get It'll it. Do got for um, Indy.
0: You got anything nice to say about Indy?
1: <laughs> I think Anthony Richardson is going to be the most exciting rookie to watch out of last year's draft. Um, he's been named the week one starter. Um, he doesn't have, like, he, he has Michael Pittman Jr., He has Alec Pierce. Um, He's got Mo Alley-Cox. He's probably not going to have Jonathan Taylor to work with out of the backfield. That offensive line should be good. It's going to be fun to watch him and see what he can do. Um, And, you know, I I hope they just, you know, take the training wheels off right away and just say, go, man, go. I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, I think Anthony Richardson is probably looking like the the top candidate right now to be uh, to be offensive player or offensive rookie of the year. Um, but we'll see. He uh, all I know is he's going to be an exciting uh, guy to watch. Uh, who's not going to be exciting to watch is the Houston Texans. They're just going to be bad. If, yeah. If anyone wants, go like, ahead. I I was big on C J Stroud. I thought he should have gone number one. Then I watched C J Stroud play in the preseason. Not as big on C.J. Stroud. Um, I think it's going to be fun to watch how C.J. Stroud progresses, as well as Will Anderson. But Jack, could you tell me who Houston's number one wide receiver is?
0: I was just looking at that. You could make an argument for Robert Woods. Maybe, maybe he's the guy. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at you know Miko Collins had some games where he put up you know. 8.7 fantasy points per game, which is like 65, 70 yards. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. I uh, The reason why I knew those two things, because I have the, the Houston Texans roster opened on my phone yeah, as I'm talking no, to you, it, but like,
1: it is, it bad. is Robert Woods. And then it's John Mechie. So, you know, shout out to John Mechie, Canadian guy, good guy making a comeback from, uh, I think it was leukemia. Um,
0: There you go. There's a there's the guy. It,
1: it, it it's just it's it's not a good like they got a little That's a, that's a good thing.
0: Don't disrespect the two headed monster of Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. All right, don't don't throw that down the drain because hey, that'll win I, you one game.
1: I like Damian Pierce. I had a lot of Damian Pierce in fantasy last year. Damian Pierce won me some games early on. Um Devin Singletary, you will never be able to convince me that Devin Singletary is a good running back. Just let me, let me say that. But uh, I think the ceiling for that team is six wins. I think the floor is one.
0: <laughs> one. Um, Dalton Schultz, a guy that's had two great years in Dallas with Dak, um, was a combination of both TD threats as well as just like chunk plays down the field. Do you, What are your expectations, both fantasy as well as player for him next year? I'm also think, very interested because I, I, I like him.
1: But. I think he's. I. I truly think he's in line for a career year. Um. I mean, l- look at that offense, Jack. Who else
0: is going to throw the ball too?
1: Who, who else is going to catch the ball?
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know exactly. what I can
1: tell you? Tight ends don't get double covered. For sure. Like the, the guy's going to have the ability. I. It's going to come down to how much do they throw the ball? Um, yeah. And yeah. How far downfield do they throw the ball? I think it's almost a guarantee he's going to have a career high in receptions. The yards is where I get kind of iffy because I think he had 750 yards the one year in Dallas. Um but I think he's going to be the top target when they get into the red zone if they're throwing the ball. Um so I I think Dalton Schultz from like a fantasy perspective, guy you should probably target. Um, the Houston Texans as a whole, I wouldn't touch them with a ten foot pole.
0: You'd have them finishing last every year if if Indy wasn't just such a dumpster fire. I'm sorry, I still this have year you still have them finishing yeah. last. I think I just think they have too many pieces where they're starting to build the puzzle. Like they have too many pieces in like the skill position. What I mean by that is I, I still like you said, CJ Stroud is good. I think Pierce is still good. Um, I think Schultz, you know, is, is is an option, but I think Indy Indy could be very, very bad again. But yeah, it's um Anthony Richardson, man, has has looked very good and I think is a flyer for taking him in um in a very deep fantasy football pool.
1: Oh, I I think you should be taken in every pool. I mean, there's not a whole bunch of guys you like the, the rushing yards cannot be undervalued in fantasy football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now there's there's a lot of value there with him and seeing where he could land but I mean you AFC North is just it's is it a crapshoot what, what are you thinking when when you're looking at those four teams This it's difficult it is difficult to try it, and pick it, them
1: It is it is hard I think what it comes down to is Joe Burrow is probably going to miss the two, first two or three weeks
0: I think so too
1: Who's their backup quarterback Jack
0: are you asking this rhetorically? Do you know? Oh, you no, I'm, to... I'm,
1: I'm actually asking. Like, I, I cannot I cannot. You know, come up you're with
0: You're probably looking at Trevor Simeon as your uh, yeah, number two option. They're going 0-3. Yeah.
1: Like, that's may, maybe 1-2. and two. It's just the fact that, like, they lost Jesse Bates on the defense. Defense already wasn't, like, spectacular. It's not a defense. And he he was a
0: big, big, I don't know if you ever watched Pat McAfee episode. Yeah, like, podcast with him but bates was a big guy in that locker room he was a leader so oh, yeah. just the fact that they're gonna lose him too is that's that's a voice
1: like it's it's not a defense I want to say he's it's a captain really a he's a
0: captain too but yeah,
1: yeah. um I, it's a defense that's gonna hold you in game i don't think they're gonna win it for you obviously that offense that's i think i i think i mistakenly said that the eagles had the best receiving core in the nfl it's actually it is the Bengals. Um, like they, they've got two number one right, wide receivers and then Tyler Boyd, um, and Tyler Boyd is better than Quez Watkins. Um, but it's, there's still not really a running game there. Joe Mixon is, Jack, do you rest. have anything good to say about Joe Mixon? Cause I don't.
0: He, yeah, he, he really took a step back last year. I mean, his. He was a guy in which year after year the the Bengals just looked like they counted on him. I mean, he went down in 400 yards from 2022 to 2021 while playing um, every game. Yeah, and then he uh, he as well went from 13 TDs in 2021 to seven TDs in 2022. Um, fumbles did go down; he went from <laughs> one to zero. So, so you can rely on him not to fumble what the ball. You do? But you could also see too he. He did go up in the in the receiving game from 2021 to 2022, but I mean, when you have so many options like that, and I I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe maybe they take that route with him, right? They they, they use him more in the receiving game. They lost. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his P. name. Ryan. P Ryan, right? who was, was like subtly a very good running back for them. Anytime they had him, he would he run was very seven.
1: When when Joe Mixon wasn't exactly
0: exactly so i feel like that again will be a loss so maybe they just start forcing mixing the ball in certain situations but yeah he's a guy that's regressed and he's 27 right in that running back age of 29 is when they start saying you're done which is crazy to think that but yeah it's um he's got i really feel like if he doesn't produce this year he he might have walked himself out of Cincy.
1: Oh, I I think if he doesn't produce this year, he might walk himself out of the league. Quite frankly, well, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think the Joe Burrow missing games at the start of the regular season, um, especially with the fact that
0: here this I gotta they, add to this. They, this is interesting. Yep. yep, that's where I was going with that. They play the Browns, they play the Ravens, and then they play the Rams in Week Three. Yeah, right. So and I
1: think, I think Browns are healthy. Well, it's not even the Browns. I think that's what gives the Ravens – I think the Ravens take the division.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got, I got Baltimore winning too. I like that improvement of that receiving core. I think that those additions are
1: – I think there's it's very a, few teams that Odell Beckham could have gone to and he'll actually be productive, and I think Baltimore is number one.
0: Yeah, they, they didn't really have too much. I feel with with the use of Mark Andrews, again, like that's just Mr. Mr. Reliable, right? He, he's, he's Lamar Jackson As Lamar's playing. I don't see... If yeah, he's
1: yeah. playing, he doesn't get... But, <laughs> if, like, Jack, you're going to have to remind me who else is in the receiving core. I know they have OBJ, the rookie they drafted, but then you've got Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. Like, Isaiah Likely is very slept on in terms yeah. of how good he is. Yeah. Uh, when Mark Andrews went down, like he was great.
0: I picked him up in one my fantasy everyone. leagues. He was, yeah, he was right. big body, big dude. Played yep. a Florida? Is that where he was?
1: Could have been. Um, you got a full season, hopefully, a full season of J.K. Dobbins. You know, at least Post he's Carolina. healthy to start the year. Um, and then you, you got a healthy Lamar. Uh, it's, There's
0: I, no way in hell that that running back room is that decimated. This year, like the, the amount of man games they lost that, was, that was, that was through the, through the roof.
1: The last year. I think the question is going to come on the defense. Cause I think Marlon Humphrey's out for the first, first few weeks. Um, so that's going to be a big question to see how their secondary can, but I mean, man, it's Jim Harbaugh. Like, you know, he's going it, to, it's kind of like bill, you know, he's going to roll out a good defense. It's just going to be, you know, how good's the offense end up being. Um, it's just, you know, you don't want the game. In Jim Harbaugh's hands in the last two minutes because he might do something dumb, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I I see it going Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Um, I'm just not entirely sold on that Steelers offense. I still don't. I I'm gonna need to see something out of Kenny Pickett. He didn't really show me anything at the end of last year to, for me to be like, okay, like he's he's the guy. Um, I'm still not big on their. Offensive weapons, either. I like Friar move. Um, Najee Harris, bad season last year. Bad. Yeah,
0: season. he started to come around the pat in the final four games. I know that, but it's yeah, it's a guy in which does he fit the system? Like, I don't know uh, I NFL playbooks and that, but
1: system, um, it, it looks like he just he, he just couldn't work him in last year. Well, I, I, yeah, the thing with him as a rookie was like you still had Ben Roethlisberger who's throwing the ball 45 times a game. Right. And a lot of those passes were, you know, Ben at the end of his career, a lot of those passes were not longer than 20 yards downfield. And a lot of those ended up going to Najee. So Najee's getting the ball in his hands more often, um, whether it's as a running back, running the ball or a quarter, like as a receiver. And I think he just was a lot more comfortable in those situations. So, I Look, uh, you hate to see guys have a tremendous rookie season and then fall off a cliff. That's what happened to Najee Harris last year. Hopefully it was just, you know, the old sophomore slump that we see in sports. I just, I mean, hey, that defense, we know it's going to be a top six or seven unit in the NFL. Like, that's never really a question. I think it just comes down to like, can all their players stay healthy? Um, I think they they went winless when TJ Watt was out last year, I'm pretty sure. So, can he stay healthy? Can Minka Fitzpatrick stay healthy? Can all the other pieces stay healthy? And that, can that offense perform? But like then they've got to leapfrog the Browns. Or they've got to leapfrog one of the other two teams. And, I mean, we've seen the Bengals are perennial contenders at this point. And the so are the Ravens. So I I just don't see how they they get above any of those teams.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm like you, I got Baltimore first. I I I'm gonna go with Cleveland second. I think I think Burrow missing time and then him coming back into uh the lineup is gonna take some time too. And then like you, I got Cincy third, and then really Pittsburgh fourth, but the, am I a little bullish on the browns because they're my second favorite football team yes <laughs> that is for sure um yeah, also I, I know I know um i'm going to be stupid and and put over value on the preseason and the browns performed well and then um or really just they really had they had good moments they had good moments in the preseason um but ultimately that's a division where I think once again it's it's Baltimore's to lose. They're a team that's that's really built to make a good run this year. And I and I'm confident that they um they could turn some heads. They could push push some paces in the playoffs.
1: oh I like it. Um and now Jack we've we've got the creme de la go. our round. favorite
0: one. Our favorite one.
1: Our favorite um, one. Where I know for a fact that uh I I will actually go as far to say that I don't think we have a single team in the uh, in the same position.
0: You don't have one. Buffalo first.
1: Nope.
0: Really? Jets.
1: I got the Jets in first, and it kills Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good team. It's a good team. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tough division. You have. I got Buffalo first, Miami second, Jets third, New England fourth. I think I, th- I think this will be the division where three teams make the playoffs. Um, I feel there's always one per year, and I think this will be the year for the AFC East. Um Buffalo strong. Will this, you know, the the headlines are back. Will Josh Allen be the guy this year to win them, take them to the Super Bowl? Miami, the if I don't know if you've been following it. But Teron Armstead has had a very limited preseason as well as reps in practice. And that is probably the most important guy that di- that's on that team that doesn't need the football, right? I'm, I, that For those who who don't know, what I'm t- trying to say is excluding quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, maybe a linebacker. Like he's their left tackle and they need him to protect. And also create lanes for that weak running back group, um, where if things are perfect, they're good. If things are average at best, they really struggle. Um, but yeah, he's he's been injured. Uh, I know you don't think he's much of a player anymore. But Jalen Ramsey has battled through preseason as well as camp. Um, some say he's out he for the first
1: few weeks, isn't he? Yeah,
0: I think I I want to say when I first saw a report, the
1: first like five weeks.
0: Yeah, I think he's back week six. I think. And two has got two has got a full sleeve, which means big dick energy ready to go from the, from day one. Um, And he's got, he's got uh, Ryan Clark calling him fat. Did you see that? (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny. You saw that? That was good. But enough, enough Miami talk. I mean, looking at the jets, they added a number one running back and they, some even say with Michael Carter, they even had a number one running back before. Is it Carter? I could be wrong. Who the. Reese the Hall, guys?
1: Michael Carter, Zonovan Knight. They have, they have dogs. Yeah. They have
0: dogs back there. And then that receiving core when they didn't have Zach Wilson throwing the ball, they were good. Defense is elite. Corey um,
1: Davis did step away from football, though. Yeah, um, which is
0: kind of surprising to see. Maybe something's going on or maybe something's happening where he just felt like. Uh, did you read anything? Did you. Anything come I, out?
1: I, I didn't see anything.
0: Yeah, so hopefully nothing. You know, maybe he just saw what was happening to his body and just said, you know what, I'm seeing what's happening. Because you're trying to... Anytime a guy retires early, that's kind of what it is. But, saw
1: that, saw the fact that he's third on the depth chart, and he's like, eh, maybe not. But... uh yeah, They brought I mean, in
0: a lot of receivers, to to compete in that receiving they room. They did. But.
1: Nicole Hardman, Alan Lazard. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like he wants to be out there. That That's a big deal. Um, I just, like, Jack, it, it kills me to put them in first because I personally don't th- I don't think they're going to come in first. It's just I couldn't make an argument for any of the other teams to come in first. Um, actually, if the bill's coming in last, wow.
0: <laughs> this would be a clip that would go viral and people would hate DMU. <laughs> explain I, that one to me. Cause that, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. I, you're the only person I've ever heard on the football world this year, talking about the bills coming in last. Can you All hear right. my dog? Can you hear that? The whining, the screaming. Oh, he's, he's upset because no one's giving him attention. And Just like it's, I'm
1: not giving the bills any attention.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. Well done. Well said. Okay. So I'm here now. I'm here to hear. Um, ready to listen in your take on this.
1: I, for, I don't think Josh Allen has learned how to be smart with the football.
0: He's always and been I good at the regular season, though. It's the playoffs he always gets burned.
1: He, he, but the thing is, like his turnover, like I, I think this is the year he runs himself into the ground. Uh McDermott's been worried about it. Um I like Josh Allen is not smart enough with his like with his body. Like he puts himself on the line way too much and I think this is the year he had thing done. Stefan Diggs does not look like he wants to be there.
0: Yeah, that's been interesting the I don't want to be here to you're crazy. I'm fully in and then it's been kind of all over the place.
1: Generally when that happens, a guy doesn't want to be there. Um Gabe Davis does not look like the Gabe Davis that we saw in the playoffs two seasons ago. Dawson Knox is the most overpaid tight end in the NFL. The running game still doesn't really exist. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand the fact that the Bills were a top five running team in the NFL last year. I get that. You also had Josh Allen running the ball for, you know, six or 700 yards or whatever it is. Like, James Cook is not the answer. You lost Devin Singletary, who I still don't think is very good, but like he he was better than – I thought he was better than James Cook last year. Like he had uh,
0: – You mean Harris? Uh, Does that mean anything to you with the pass? No,
1: he was bad. <laughs> that <laughs> so was guy's so quick. The career highlight was the snow game where Mac Jones had three pass attempts and he ran for like 140 yards or whatever it was uh, with like a pulled hamstring. And it comes down to a defense that is relying on 34-year-old Vaughn Miller who just came off a torn ACL. Like I get that you have Greg Rousseau and Ed Oliver. You had them last year, and I'm pretty sure they were bottom five in the league in sacks. I don't really think 34 year old Vaughn Miller coming off a torn ACL is the is the problem solver. Um like, yeah, they got Poyer back there at safety. Like you got Trey White back there at corner, like that misses intense. games. Yeah, like when he's healthy, is incredible, he's incredible. But yeah. he's great when he's healthy. It's just, that's when when he's healthy. Um, look, the the secondary solid. Like don't get. Me well, wrong. I got I
0: got a guy you missed there that I think is going to be a gigantic loss, and that's Milano? Tremaine Edmonds. Oh. Edmonds. oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, no, in well, he's... the middle of the field. Yeah,
0: I I wish we were brothers or cousins or whatever. We have a sick last name, but this guy's an absolute animal—a dog. He was a play caller for the defense, and what for for those who don't know, why I keep saying I mentioned earlier, like he's a captain. Um, Typically, that guy will run the defense. He'll he'll pick the plays. He'll talk to to the DC, the defensive coordinator, and he's he's essentially the quarterback of the defensive unit. And with him gone, you're looking at a new guy for that role. I don't know who Poyer. Maybe Poyer takes that on. Um, Probably Poyer
1: or Milano.
0: I would. My edge would be Milano because he's at the line of scrimmage. Poyer being so far back as a safety. You you
1: don't see it a lot, like yeah,
0: unless it's you know Paul Malu or someone of yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Did he play call? I, I can't remember. I just know. But that's the kind of guy where he had the leadership. He had the understanding. He had IQ, something like that. But losing Edmonds to, to the Bears, I think, is absolutely gigantic. And they they did lose more than they gained. And that's always a step towards regression.
1: And they got they got older. Like I think that's the oldest roster in the NFL.
0: Oh, well, could be, I don't know. That that's not I didn't check that from my notes, but yeah, it's it's a team that you know what? Could they be it's it's just tough to say they're getting older when, when they have Josh Allen as their quarterback. And he's 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 only eh? he's twenty seven, so maybe there you go. That's the an NFL one year is really like three years on your body. Two years. That's just me throwing numbers. That's not science, but it's um it's there. What I want I want to know why you think the you have the Jets. Sorry, you have the Pats ahead of the Dolphins or Dolphins finishing second.
1: I I got the Pats in second.
0: Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, well, why? <laughs> well, Jack.
1: Jack uh, so here's my thought process. So I know you, you,
0: you, I've i got, we've heard, I've heard your call in the, in our drives to the golf course when I came and saw you, but it's, it's Bill O'Brien is, that's what I remember as the leading point of your, your argument was that the play calling for offense is going to be totally different. Um, what, what else is there? What else? Is, yeah. I know I don't disagree with that, but I'm saying you can only work with so much.
1: You don't have Matt Patricia calling the plays. Um. Plus, like, Juju comes in, Jacoby Myers goes out. I Juju Smith. It, it, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I, that's what I'm getting to. Like, I, it's not a switch I like, but Juju has shown that he can be... He's not the number one option. When he's not the number one option, he can actually be effective. Like It's looking like Devontae Parker is going to stay as the number one option. Uh, Kendrick Bourne has actually also come back into the fold where that's a guy who... Fantastic gadget guy. His first season there, I think he had twelve hundred all-purpose yards. And then last year, good old Matt Patricia's like, "No, nah, I don't like you. Like, you're not playing." <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Like, um, uh, Keyshawn Booty looks like he's going to be a steal as a sixth-round pick out of LSU. That's a guy who broke Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry's records while he was playing there. Um, but. Jack, th- this is the big thing that I think a lot of people are missing with the Patriots. So last year, defensively, that was probably a top three or four defense that Bill Belichick has had as the coach of the Patriots. They lost one player on that defense. And they added guys like Marte Mapu, Keon White. Um, I, I think you get it. Kyle Duggar's a year older and quite frankly, on his way to being one of the best safeties in the NFL. Matthew Judon is a top six ed ru- edge rusher in the NFL. Um, I, I think he's top four in sacks in the NFL since he got to new England. Um, that's the team. Like they finished third in sacks last year. They're only going to, like, I, I genuinely think, like, that that's a team that's only going to get more sacks as the younger guys continue to develop. And, you know, the veterans, Judon doesn't look like he's going to fall off a cliff anytime soon. Like, you know, those are famous words to be said before somebody falls off the cliff. But, like, there's, there's no reason to believe that. Um, you still got Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones at safety there or at, at corner there. You still got Adrian Phillip there at safety. Like it's that it's going to be a top four defense in the NFL that the offense is going to get better. That's a team like they finished eight and nine last year. Um, And I just like, I look at their schedule and it's like, okay, they lose to the, they probably lose to the Eagles. I don't see them losing another game Um, to a de- to a team in that division like i think they beat dallas i think they beat uh the giants i think they beat washington um that's three wins i think they at least split with every team in the afc east and then like i think they beat new orleans i think they beat vegas and then um i think they probably beat denver and they beat indianapolis so like that's that's 10 wins right there and I think 10 wins is is good enough for second in that division. I I, I truly think. And if you like, if do-
0: people are listening and and they're buying the the hype train, there's a lot of money to be made off the pass this year because I'm I'm looking over. A from what I've seen, they've only been favored in probably three of the first ten games, the first twelve games. Of those games, they're favored by less than a field goal. Minus Washington, they're favored by four points. Um, but yeah, I mean, from a, from a betting perspective, because, you know, that's something we talk about on this podcast, but man, the Pats, if, if you're as big on them as other people are, sorry, if other people are as big on them as you are, right, there's, could clean up well, that's for sure.
1: And, and then, yeah, I, I got your fins finishing third. I just think, I, I truly think there's just too many question marks w- if yeah, to two good That's third.
0: fair. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked a little bit about our division champions and and season long wins and, and guys with new faces and new teams. But who do you have meeting in the Super Bowl at the end of the year?
1: Jack, I uh, I don't know how. I'm I'm not going to be outrageous. I. I I'm, I'm going to say this though. I very well could see the Jaguars going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but I'm going to I'm going to play it fairly reserved and I I see the Eagles beating the Ravens in the Super Bowl this year.
0: I'm not too far off. I'm looking at I'm like looking at KC, but then I'm thinking that receiving core like you said, they only have Kelsey Okay, the pl the platoon of running backs. How's that going to work? Buffalo, no, I don't believe that they got that Super Bowl within them. And then I'm thinking, like in Baltimore, if they can stay healthy, I think in Baltimore, uh, the AFC, NFC, I was huge on the 49ers before Purdy went down, And, and seeing him there, and you know what, I'm going maybe Philly. That old line is. Maybe they're getting another year older, they won't be able to keep it up. I got 49ers Baltimore Finals and I think the 49ers will win. I got them winning the Super Bowl this year.
1: That that that's the thing with me is like I I could see it going either um either San Fran or Philadelphia. Like I I I just don't see any other team.
0: Yeah, not no other team scares me like those two do.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's something we can agree on, and you know, clearly, clearly, we both think the Ravens are going to be that good this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, give me a dark horse out of both conferences, one of each.
1: The Jaguars. It's a fucking
0: um, invisible horse. That's what that thing is.
1: And uh, oh. I I don't want to do it, but I I am gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna double down. I don't think it's a dark horse for the Super Bowl. I think it's just a general dark horse for the season. The Atlanta Falcons.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> you got some picks there. You got some picks. Um, yeah, I think I'm thinking I'm thinking dark horses. I think Cleveland could win a ser- win a round or two. Um, I really think that. You know, Deshaun Watson. What happened with him is now over. Maybe in his eyes, right? He, he's got that all done with. The year's done. It's it's a new season, new calendar season. Maybe, maybe that's gonna take take the edge off him, and maybe Cleveland could could win a playoff round or two out of the AFC NFC. I don't really see anything changing dramatically. Um, maybe maybe it could spark up. I'll just throw shit at the fans, see what sticks. Maybe maybe the Giants could could see could win a round, win a game or two. Maybe if um that defense steals a game and maybe Saquon just, you know what, is hunting for that multi year deal and runs them through two rounds. All right. I'll say that Giants and Cleveland are my uh, sleepers. What yeah. is yeah, go I, ahead. I was gonna I'm transition to weather. fantasy a little bit.
1: Yeah, I always I question where the Browns are sleepers at this point, but I guess if you suck that that many years consecutively. Like, even though you are overhyped, I guess you're. Yeah, still they've from.
0: Yeah, I've seen online. No one really has them. No one really has them winning the division too often. It's I've just seen Baltimore and Cincy, and then. But yeah, no, like no one's expecting them to suck, right? That's kind of yeah. where the the um, the now new you could say new age confidence with them, right? Being that like. Bubble playoff team every year, but yeah, you know what? This is like they're healthy. They're a team that really fit within the salary cap. Maybe Kareem Hunt comes back just because no one signed him, and that's a team that could could uh, turn some heads. I mean, chubb chubb to me is now a number two running back in the NFL behind CMC. I really feel like he's that good of a, a pure runner. um But yeah, that's those are my two. Um, yeah, just jumping to uh, fantasy. What's a guy
1: this year that you're um, you're you're always trying to pick in your in your leagues? Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I I just think I I think it's going to be a bit of a learning curve for him um, coming back after a year off. But I think being suspended for gambling, um, he's going to be like there, there's going to be a fire under that guy's ass coming back. Um, and I think with Trevor Lawrence, if he continues on the trajectory that he's on, um, like I, I, I don't see how he has a bad season. Um, I'm also gonna say Rashad White. Um,
0: <laughs> That's who I was looking guy, at too.
1: That, that guy's just like that team's so bad, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think Baker is gonna be trusted enough to throw the ball forty times a game. Um, I think he's going to get so many touches, whether it's running or just, you know, little dink and dunk passes. Um, I think that guy's going to absolutely blow up this year. It's yeah. going to be like Eckler where he's not actually that good, but he just touches the football so much that he gets that many points. Like there, there's yeah. there's no other options out of the backfield.
0: No, yeah, I like, I like that Rashad, Rashad white pick. I feel like that's, that's a guy that'll, that'll really take, turn some heads. Um, yeah. And I think, what, his his average draft round is six, five, depending on how many teams you have. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think four or five. Four or there. five? Depending on, obviously, it depends on what kind of a run, running back, cause running backs happens.
0: Yeah, then sometimes the metrics, too, if you're playing with, you know, maybe an increase in certain things or receiving or whatever it is, right? Some leagues change Um it's it's not so much of a sleeper. This guy's often picked in the third or fourth round, but Travis Etienne Jr. I really feel like he's he's gonna have a year to have a career year this year. Um, but besides the obvious and Rashad White pick, I liked quite a bit that you had said. The um, other guy I've kind of kind of circled in in my drafts this year. I really think George Kittle could push to be that number two ahead of Mark Andrews. Um you could see at times that Purdy liked and looked to him. There's other times with Jimmy G where Kittle would just go silent. And that's really kind of led to him for a fantasy value kind of drop to fifth, fourth, depending on the league and depending on the guys in your league. But I think I really see him emerging back from the depths and taking over that number two spot, at the very least
1: number three. I don't hate that. Like, there's such a a big drop off at, at the top of the tight end chart where you know it goes from Kittle and then it's 100 points down, or sorry, it goes from Kelsey and then it's 100 points down, and and then you get into you know Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, uh Kittle, and, but it comes into you know how how many games is Kittle going to miss? Because he's going to miss some games. Is it you know three? Is it eight? Or is it one? I think that's that's kind of where it goes. Um I I don't hate it. Like most years I end up with Kittle on at least one or two teams. Um it's just that pick probably has more risk associated with it than most picks that you'd see in the in the top you know, six or seven rounds. It, it's ridiculous though with like fantasy tight ends where once the first two go, then you'll see a run of like five tight ends getting picked way earlier than they Paranoid, like if you get stuck with in like the Njoku group, and, you he know, should
0: be good. But
1: I don't know, it's uh, tough. Tight What's um, that? Say that again. Uh, throw to tight ends. It like it, It's a historic stat. Like he he just does not like throwing to them. But. Like, if you get down into, like, the dumpster of tight ends, you're screwed. Like, you're you're not going to win anything because the, the drop-off, like, positionally is so much more significant than you'd see at any other position. Like, quite frankly, you could... Honestly, if you have, like, the... If you're in a position where you can take Kelsey and then take Mark Andrews as well, like, that's kind of just a way to win. <laughs>
0: There's really there's really five guys, right? There's, excuse me, there's, there's um, Kelsey, right? Andrews two, Hawkinson. You could say at three, and then four. You're going Kittle, and then five is who? Who are you saying is that fifth last guy?
1: You're you're probably looking at like it's either Goddard or Friermuth. Um.
0: Okay, we'll say Goddard because I feel like Goddard will score more. Right, Fryermuth kind of gets gets caught slipping at times, but it's um that's that's really it in terms of truly reliable. And then then there's like that Fryermuth is really on his only tier out there <laughs> outside outside of that five. And like you said, it's really the fall off of the rest. Um, Schultz looked like he was going to be a guy that could sneak into that top five there with a couple good years in Dallas. Oh, but
1: Kyle Pitts, uh, Darren Waller,
0: yeah, well, Waller. I feel like well. He'll jump back, but that, I also
1: like, think we need to put Evan Ingram up there based on the. Yeah, he's had a resurgence. Years. Yeah, he had a resurgence and, with Jackson it last it's, year. It's sounding like Dalton Kincaid is like the number one <laughs> option in Buffalo. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a guy that like he's available late. Yeah, like I've yeah, gotten him like the second last pick in some pools. Um, so that I mean, hey, if you're looking for a sleeper, like Dalton Kincaid might be the sleeper uh, to take this year in some pools.
0: And as always, we, we say these thoughts and have these, these takes on these players the end of the day. We don't really know anything. Um, we just thank you for listening and, and, you know, watching the clips and seeing the Instagram and listening to all our episodes. Thank you enough. Um, there is a thank you IO as a Yankees fan. It is my right to thank Steven Strasburg on having an incredible career and, beating the Houston cheating Astros. And what I remember is 2019 when the Nationals won the World Series. So big F you to the Houston Astros cheating. Um, I love my Yankees and seeing Strasburg beat them and then retire this year is is sad to see such a guy like that. But he's, he's really been the face him and Ryan Zimmerman, the first baseman of the Nationals have really been the two guys that have been there from the beginning um you could say Harper too but ultimately a lot of Nats fans got mad at him for leaving um back to the Strasburg comment but that guy beat the Astros in 2019 he's gonna retire a legend is is he you're the hall of fame guy does he fit in I'd say he's a hall of fame pitcher in the MLB
1: probably it 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 might come down to like how many innings he pitched like that might end up being a, a bit of a problem but the
0: ability of him I think, was the biggest weakness, but
1: Yeah, I I think the fact that he won the World Series, he was the main go to guy in that World the ace, Series. Yeah. I, I think that that pushes him pushes him in.
0: Yeah, so uh, he you re- essentially retired. He'll finish the year, but like he's not he's not playing this year, he's he's been injured. So but yeah, I mean he beat the Houston Astros, which is something as a Yankees fan. I don't think the Yankees will ever beat the modern <laughs> Houston Astros. And, and the Yankees are, excuse me, downright horrible this year. But, yeah, that's uh, that's my final thought and, you know, my final take on a matter of opinion for episode 90. But thank you. As always, Wide anything else to add?
1: Nothing like talking about football for an entire episode and leaving it on baseball, which we never talk about. But, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean. No, hey. Exactly. to to anyone who who made it this far uh thank you as always uh we we appreciate it um and have have a wonderful week
0: enjoy yourself a nice week moo